Welcome back to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast, and today you'll be hearing a bit of a different type of episode. I was fortunate enough to moderate a few panels at Pensacon, which is a yearly convention held here in Pensacola, Florida, similar to Dragon Con, San Diego Comic-Con, events like that. And one of the most fun panels I think that I've ever done, probably my all-time favorite, was one called Defending Bad Movies. And joining me on the panel were my co-host from the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast, Mr. Jason Robbins, Wally Phelps, the official fact-checker of the Nerd Cave Retro Show, and fellow Pensacon moderator, Julio Diaz. Basically what this panel is, is these three guys had to defend movies that are generally regarded as being terrible, chosen at random by yours truly, but I think I'm going to let the actual panel speak for itself. As I said, it was probably the most fun time I've ever had doing a panel at any convention. It was really fun, really hilarious, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So without further ado, here is the Defending Bad Movies panel from Pensacon 2019. All right, how's everyone doing? You guys enjoying Pensacon so far? Awesome. Well, we've got a very fun and what should be a very interesting panel uh, called Defending Bad Movies. Uh, first, I'll introduce myself. Uh, my name is Derek Diamond. I'll be moderating this, uh, this fun session. To my right is a fellow podcaster of mine. We co-host the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast, Mr. Jason Robbins. Hello. To his right is Mr. Wally Phelps. Hello. And to his right is Mr. Julio Diaz. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So how this is going to work, I've got a list of 30-plus generally regarded bad movies. I'm going to draw them at random. And the panelists have to say nothing but good things about them. And the cool thing is they know zero of the titles that I'm going to pull out of this hat. And... As a little last-minute caveat that I've added, if they say anything bad about the movies... Whoa. There we go. Say, that sounded yeah, like that we won. Yeah, that was way too positive <laughs> yeah. for this panel. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> so they, will, they will get buzzed. So I guess we'll go ahead and, uh, we'll go ahead and start. Let's do this. All right. First up, we have the Ang Lee-directed Hulk film. <laughs> it, it's so funny because on the way here, that was the film. Andy Metzger sitting in the audience there. He, he said, I bet he brings up that movie. He's right. But you know what? I actually am a fan of that movie. I, I, Please there's explain. A there's a lot I enjoy about it. I, I really like, even though it's a little hokey, I like the comic booky transitions where the, the freeze frames and the page turns and all that. Uh, I think the acting is very solid. Overall... I enjoy the film. And if I say any more, I'm going to get into the negatives, but overall, I enjoy the film. You guys want to go next? <laughs> Trying to think of something so, good to say about it. So, Ang Lee's Hulk is a very important movie because of, of, of a few reasons. <laughs> the, the very first reason it's important is because of the fact that it, it is the first time that we ever had a big screen edition of the Hulk. And it's something that we had never seen before. Bef you know, we had the Lou Ferrigno show, which was all TV. There was a TV show 
in a TV movie, the uh, Trial of the Incredible Hulk. There are three TV movies. Well, in fact. Trial was the last one, but yeah. That's the only one I count because it has Daredevil in it. And <laughs> <laughs> and John Rhys Davies as the Kingpin, who's oh, here. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah with the first uh, on-screen Kingpin, which is amazing. Uh, but uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about <laughs> Ang Lee's. And uh, how many people here saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? So everyone who saw it is here. And it is an amazing movie. And it has the transitions. It has the words on the screen. It does. It feels so much like a comic book. And I couldn't help but think of how much like Ang Lee's Hulk it was in that regard. And so that I, I agree with you. That was a very and that's something good I thought of when I saw Spider Verse too. I did, yeah. it did put me back to that because it reminded you so much of of what had come before it. And so there was a of a language of how to do that on film that didn't exist prior to the Angley Hulk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I liked it when the Hulk hammer swung a tank. I'm leaving. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I, I, I have to say one more thing. One more thing that I loved about the movie. It's got Jennifer Connelly. Oh. And I, I've been in love with Jennifer Connelly since Career Opportunities, even though Career Opportunities, terrible movie. But there's about a minute and a half where she's riding one of those little electronic horses that kids ride. Well, it had Same a good overall more. cast. I really like Nick Nolte in it as well. True. That's, yeah. And Lou Ferrigno and Stanley yes. had cameos. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Next up, Man of Steel. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Man of Steel had one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And I was so hyped to see this movie. So the marketing on this movie is exemplary. Next. <laughs> I think Henry Cavill m makes a really great Superman. He just doesn't have the material Stop. to be great. I'll, that, I'll give that, you a pass. That was close. That was close. Oh, man. Uh, Zack Snyder does battles like nobody else does. And whatever you might think of the content of his films, the, the action, even though some of it has gotten to be very familiar at this point, is incredibly beautiful. Uh, I think that that might be all I can say. I, I, I will say I walked out of the movie liking it, but there, it, it's the seed yeah. of so much now that it, it's hard to remember that. Well, I also want to point out that Michael Shannon is amazing in that yes, movie. Yes, absolutely. Michael Shannon is the heart and soul of, a, of the picture that's, that's a Superman movie because... He was a real threat to me in a way that other Superman villains haven't been. So, you know, the, the, the end where he, he does his soliloquy, so to speak, where he talks about how I don't have a people anymore to protect, that was great. And, you know, moments like that, there should be more moments like that in all. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. I was just testing it. Sorry. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, it was going there in my mind. In newer, <laughs> in newer DC movies. My finger slipped. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is an outrage. <laughs> what do we win if we don't get buzzed? <laughs> uh, talk to me after. Okay. Another bottle wow. of water. Yes. In that case. 
Next up, we have Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles series. <laughs> well, it had uh, Ninja Turtles in it. There, that's true. Uh, I, I, okay, the second one, we finally got to see Bebop and Rocksteady in, in a live-action movie. Enjoyed that. Uh, the first one, the scene of the four of them in the, the uh, elevator beatboxing on their way to the big battle, that's kind of fun. Uh, I think there are some fun action sequences in the movie. Uh, I was very excited when Stephen Amell was cast as Casey Jones. Yes. I was excited when he was cast. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I, when I watched it, I kind of turned my brain off because I knew I was going to go into a movie that wasn't that great. So I actually kind of liked it when I went in with zero expectations whatsoever. I will say this about the second one. It reminded me a lot of the, the old cartoon from the late... Like you said, Julio, with introducing Bebop and Rocksteady, I felt like the dynamic was very much like the cartoon, and that, that I very much enjoyed. Tyler Perry as Baxter Stockman <coughs> was completely over the top in a good way. Yes. That worked for that character. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a fun one. The Last Airbender. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm off the hook. I haven't seen it. <laughs> the last, the I... last Airbender is amazing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to look. I'm going to tell you my reasons right now. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Cheers to that. And I'm going to say that uh, I knew better than to see it, so therefore I loved it. <laughs> It was the best Last Airbender movie I never saw. <laughs> yes. I will agree with you on that one. Oh, boy. Let's see. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh, oh I'm, prepped. I'm prepped for this. I had this discussion the other day. Uh, the Darth Maul battle, one of the, the top moments in all of Star Wars history. The, Darth the Maul's battle. entrance was awesome. Yeah. The, the, the entire duel of the fates with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon battling against Darth Maul, flawless sequence. The pod racing is also absolutely great. I'm done. <laughs> it, it starred Liam Neeson, which was great. So does Cold Pursuit in theaters right now. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, you, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi is still one of my favorite portrayals of, of a character that had already existed. And, you know, especially in, in future movies, but, like, we got his introduction in this one, so it counts. <laughs> yeah, I was going to kind of say the same thing, that I really like Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, and, you know, the whole Darth Maul sequence is still the best thing in the movie and still one of the greatest fight scenes in Star Wars, you know, any of the movies. So I'll watch it just for that. One more thing. It gave us Samuel L. Jackson as a Jedi with a purple lightsaber. So yes. right. Mace Windu is a legitimately awesome character. And I know we're not talking about Revenge of the Sith, but I have always felt like when he got tossed out the window by the Emperor, uh, he landed somewhere deep in the bow, somewhere near uh, Dexter Jackster's uh, diner or whatever the heck that was uh picked himself up dusted himself off with his one hand he had left i said that all you got <laughs> <laughs> i'll just say i agree with everything that you guys said <laughs> star trek five 
Spock punches a horse. What else can you say? <laughs> well, William Shatner's left for the weekend, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it is the only Star Trek film directed by William Shatner. That's not a bad thing to say, is it? No, it's just a statement. I'm not going to get buzzed for that. No, it's just a statement. All right. I mean, I've never seen it. Continue. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Come on. I don't. It it has Nichelle Nichols fan dancing about 25 years after you wanted to see that. (laughs) That was a thing that you should have buzzed. Yeah, you probably probably should have. I should have been buzzed for that. I'll I'll take it. So, this is the one that I was hoping would be drawn, and Jason and Wally, I'm sorry, but Super Mario Brothers. I knew Uh, it! That's all you guys. I haven't seen it. Oh. Um, well, yeah. it has an Irish guy and um, a Latino guy playing Italians. That is that is. I mean, it's, it's a statement, yeah? Yes. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. It, that's why the only... Okay, how do I put this without being buzzed? The, the movie is nuts in a way that you will never see again. Because it had it, it is Super Mario Brothers for people who don't like Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> there are people that don't like Super Mario Brothers. Uh, the people who made the movie. Well, fair, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you know, and the thing is, is that they're close enough where where small children such as myself who wanted to see Super Mario Brothers on screen were like, okay. <laughs> I mean, they're jumping high. They're wearing costumes kind of like it, and their names are the same, so I'll allow it. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, again, I haven't seen it, but the cast is Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, and Dennis Hopper, so that sounds appealing. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, Monkey. And the set design is very interesting, <laughs> yes. to say the least. And it has some some line deliveries that are just so amazing. Like that the one I just that whenever there's a moment in the film where he uses a gun that de-evolutionizes characters, so somebody turns into a monkey, and and, monkey. and he all he, his whole line is monkey, and it's like, <laughs> all right, continue. What were you going to say? And that's how we got Donkey Kong. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> it's coming to theater soon. I enjoyed the nightclub scene because it was very 90s. <laughs> it was. And that's all I will say about Everybody it. Everybody walked the dinosaur. <laughs> One of my favorite 80s songs. Oh God, please tell me that's what they played. Oh, yes. they did. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I had to throw it in there uh, because it's the one time that I was very close to walking out of a movie theater. Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> I have never okay. seen it. So, now, so y'all anything. are fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I've not seen it, but does it not star, if I'm remembering correctly, James Marsters and Kristen Krayuk? Uh James Marsden is in it. Yes, he plays okay. Piccolo. So I, I'm a big fan of James Marsters from Buffy and Angel. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a great actor. He is. And uh, <laughs> See, you can say that. I can't or I'm going to get the hook. <laughs> But I haven't seen it, so. Yeah, I haven't either. But it's a movie. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four. Which one? Where, Any yeah, of them. One. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, I, Two I words. Jessica Alba. All right. There you go. You know, she gets a bad rap. I don't think she's as. Hello. 
Yeah, g- Chris Chris Evans <laughs> yeah, is perfect as the Human that. Torch, <laughs> and uh, uh, Michael Chiklis is perfect as the Thing. Agreed. I I. People bag on Jessica Alba. I don't think she was bad, and I don't think Ewan Gruffin was bad. I think the char- those the four characters are very good. I think it's a good relationship. I don't generally like the director, but I think that those films are competent. The mm-hmm. first two, I'm not talking about the Josh Trank one that I haven't seen. Yeah, Thank mean, goodness. Because like, uh, that was the maker of Big Mama's House, right? Right, yeah. and he's gone so, on to such wonderful movies as the Ride Along series. So, actually, uh, so it's totally out of his wheelhouse. And it still ended up being a, a decent action movie. Yeah, I think I think they're they're good, PG rated, family friendly, entry level Marvel films. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I actually thought the fa- first Fantastic Four movie was actually really good. It was the Rise of the Silver Surfer where it kind of fell apart for me. Whoa! <laughs> but, but it's not the same movie. I but, said any of them. Oh, but uh, Doug Jones as as the body of the surfer and yep. Lawrence Fishburne as the voice, that was an excellent combination. Yeah. Honestly, everything with the Silver Surfer himself was great. Yeah. Um, the uh, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the switching I knew where you were going with the that. Switching Powers was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Matrix sequels. I'm out. I'll see you all later. <laughs> <laughs> The, the 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 first time Neo flew and it was a total Superman thing, thing I wanted to see the Wachowskis do a Superman movie. I, 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 the, the effects and the battles in those films are very good. I like them overall. I know some people are that feel the philosophy was a little heavy, but I didn't mind it. Uh, I... I can sit through a lot with Keanu Reeves. Uh, I, as proof, I just sat through replicas recently. Uh, don't, 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 uh, don't do that. Uh, but well, actually, uh, I, I kind of thought you know the def- defending of Zion in the third one was actually really yeah, that, well done. Yeah, that was really well done. You get the mechs. You get the 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 thing that I think everybody talks about is the chasing. Oh yeah, because that was truly spectacular. The one that Michael Bay ripped off for the island. A hundred percent. Well, along with and everything Transformers, else in the yeah, island. yeah, that too. <laughs> but uh, it, it, the the chase scene is worth watching in its own, and it's like what twenty minutes long. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's fantastic. I really no, enjoyed it. But Keanu, Lawrence, we got a lot of Lawrence Fishburne movies. That's thir- the third Lawrence Fishburne movie in there. What's going on with Lawrence? We need we need to get him some better movies, I guess. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Huge fan, Monica Bellucci. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lot, lots of nice things to look at in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Whoa, yeah. I, I'm not afraid Whoa. to say that Keanu Reeves is nice to look at too. He is. Uh, you know, and it's funny. He gets nicer to look at as he ages. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, a lot like me. Bill and Ted Three <laughs> next year, everybody. Dude, I'm seriously stoked for Bill and Ted Three. Oh, yeah, I am too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. <laughs> Next up, we have Blade Trinity. So, it is Ooh. one of the many comic book roles played by Ryan Reynolds before he landed in the role that he needed to be in. Another uh, one might come up. It, it, it did have Wesley Snipes as Blade again. Correct. And it had uh, Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. Also correct. And I haven't seen it. <laughs> and we, we had to go through Blade Trinity in order to get to The Dark Knight, believe it or not, because the guy who wrote and directed that movie, yeah, that David Blade Goyer. Trinity, was the guy who co-wrote The Dark Knight. So without Blade Trinity, we kind of wouldn't get, get The Dark Knight. So that's why I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's that thing where you mentioned Chris Evans during Fantastic Four. Ryan Reynolds has played like 
five comic book roles. Chris Evans has played like five comic book roles, and Brandon Routh. Are we going to get to Superman Returns? Maybe. <laughs> we'll save Brandon Routh for the, the Superman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League. Oh, I liked Justice League. I actually like <laughs> Justice League too. I, mean, I, I have not seen it. Really? I, yeah, I, ha- I saw it wow. uh, three times in the theater, and I saw, I've seen it. I saw it once uh, in October. I saw it on cable. Uh, I, I preface this by saying I'm a huge Joss Whedon nerd, so when they said Joss Whedon is taking over, I was like, yes, please. Uh, so I, I really like the Joss parts of it, especially. Uh, I like basically all of those actors in those roles. I think Ben Affleck was actually a great Batman. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Uh, what, whatever the material may be, I like him. Love Gal Gadot. She could read the phone book as far as I'm concerned. Oh, my God. Agreed. Uh, I, I like Aquabro. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but I especially like that when he gets to Aquaman, he grows as a character, and by the end of that movie, he is Aquaman. He's not Aquabro anymore. Uh, yeah, well, well that's Miller's, what I was about to say. Dude, he Ezra Miller. Is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the, one of my favorite comic book moments of all time well, not comic, comic book movie moments of all time, is in this movie. When they resurrect, spoiler alert for everybody who decided not to watch I it. haven't seen it. <laughs> so, so when they resurrect Superman, and he is basically just d- destroying them all, they're all attacking him at once, and the, Ezra Miller's Flash, who is at this point extremely timid, is trying to get behind him, as fast as he can, and Superman is like, <laughs> like, where's this guy going? And it's like, and the look on Ezra Miller's face was like, oh no. <laughs> okay, and just from amazing, the, and just from the fanboy perspective, Ezra's part of one of the two best fanboy mov- moments in that movie. Two of the three best. Let me rephrase that. Two of the three best. First of all, the stinger scene with the f- Superman Flash race. That yes. is a total oh, yeah. fanboy geek out yeah. moment. Uh, when they have the big pan up majestic scene and it's like the intro to the Justice League cartoon and they're all standing at the top of the, the peak and the, the big close up and it's going in slow-mo and Flash leans over and fist bumps Cyborg. Awesome. And then the third one is, if you were a fan of the Teen Titans series, booyah! Oh yeah, booyah. <laughs> uh, I really uh, one of the other things that I really liked is the the scene between the Flash and Batman where they they are watching what's happening uh, just inside the other room, and Batman has to like is is trying to like work the Flash up. He's like just save one of them, and he's like which one? You know, it, it, I love that scene. Just I. I know a lot of people hate that movie, but I really enjoyed it. No, that movie gets a worse rap than it deserves. Yeah. I agree with that. Staying in the DC universe, Green Lantern. <laughs> okay. No, here. I, I will defend this movie all day long because I am, I am a Hal Jordan fan. Hal Jordan has been my favorite character since I was a kid. Ryan Reynolds nails the role. He absolutely nails the role. He is, he is great. Almost everybody in the role that they're given to play is great. I was disappointed that 
the series didn't continue because that was supposed to be the start of the DC film universe. Well, I because we lost Mark Strong as Sinestro, and he was an amazing yes. Sinestro, and we lost Angela Bassett as Amanda Waller. And while we got a great Amanda Waller and Viola Davis, not complaining there, I would have loved to see her be the Nick Fury of the universe, which was the plan. They signed her to like nine movies, mm-hmm. and then you know the the movie didn't do quite as well. As they expected, although honestly, it came out the same year as Thor, and it made almost as much money as Thor. We've got three Thor movies, but only one Green Lantern yeah, movie. See, I thought he made a great Hal Jordan too. Like, like you said, I'm a huge Hal Jordan fan, and I think if if they would have stayed on that path of t- of that being the first of the DC movies, I wish they would have moved. You know, started doing the other movies with like Henry Cavill as Superman. Mm-hmm. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, and then they could have moved into like a parallax view storyline where Hal Jordan could have gone crazy, you know, and it, it would have taken the entire Justice League to bring him down. In I that theory, they great. still could. In theory, they still could say, oh, yeah, we're co opting that in Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. Because they're yeah. supposedly now they're going to make a Green Lantern core movie that's going to be a buddy Hal Jordan, John, Smith, uh, John Stewart thing. Uh, which I'm excited about. No matter which way they go, I want to see Green Lantern back on the screen. It was you great know, to have the little bit of a Green Lantern in Justice League. That that's what I was about to say. Yeah. I, I really like the fact that they did put the, the Green Lantern core in the Justice League movie, but with the the actual Green Lantern movie that we got, I, 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 I haven't watched the whole thing. I hate to say that. But what I did see, I just really enjoyed the fact that they, they seem to be having a lot of fun with the powers. And, you know, because it is... And this isn't a knock on the movie or the comic book, but it is kind of a silly power to be able to imagine whatever it is, and it happens through the ring. But I, I still really love what they did with it. Here, here's the good side of it not having been a success, though. A lot of people don't remember this, but Hal Jordan's best friend in the movie, Tom Kalmaku, is played by Taika Waititi. So if that movie had been successful and we were into three or four Green Lantern movies right now, we wouldn't have what we do in The Shadows and we wouldn't have <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. And I love both of those. We also wouldn't have, believe it or not, Moana because he worked on that too. Did he? Yes. He 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 wrote the first draft of Moana. The the. Oh wow. He he, he plotted the story. Okay. They got rid of almost all of his dialogue because they couldn't use it. But <laughs> but he basically wrote the first draft that they worked off of throughout the entire production of the, oh, wow. of the film. Okay. You didn't know. <laughs> the more you know. I personally have never seen this movie, but I know it's widely regarded as not being very good. Highlander 2. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that, uh, that is a positive statement from the audience. That, that one that I can concur with. Can I say I concur with that without that being yeah. negative? Okay, I concur with that statement. That is positive uh, that you concur. I am positive about your statement, sir. <laughs> Well, I know there's an actual cut of the movie. There's about 50 different cuts of the movie. And there's one cut, and I don't know which one it is, where it actually kind of makes sense, and it doesn't completely throw away the first movie. So whatever that cut is, is great. I I can tell you I'm a gigantic fan of the first movie, and at the time, well, I still am friends with some of them, but had several friends who were gigantic friends of the first movie. And we were so incredibly stoked that there was a sequel coming to this movie. And we were there opening night. And that's the thing that happened. Yes. <laughs> you saw it. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I like the fact that they used m- many of the same songs from the first one. <laughs> well, you can't go wrong with Queen. 
No, no you can't. So Absolutely can't go wrong with Queen. You cannot. So there we are. <laughs> well, Batman. As long as it's not Delilah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the song about Freddie Mercury's cat, not so much. But yeah. that's not in the movie, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're a real fan. That's awesome. <laughs> Batman and Robin. Oh. Uh, the costume design for Bane is the most comics accurate design that we've had. Uh, if you'd like to see the original Bane mask, it's on display at the Fish House right now in the Merrill Movie Museum. So go check it out. It is really cool to see up close. I haven't seen the movie. What? I have, that's the only Batman movie really? I have. Really? Yes. That's shocking coming from you. Two words bat nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does that get buzzed? No, that's... Are you saying that's a good thing? You, you that's like, a good okay. thing. Okay. Okay. I mean, if you're a fan... Why didn't... Why didn't but, but why didn't Batgirl have them? Because it was a young... <laughs> it was a Joel Schumacher film, that's why. Ah, Joel, okay, Joel Schumacher has made some excellent films. He absolutely the has. Lost the Boys. Lost Boys. Phone Booth. A lot of people um, like Falling Down. Falling Down. He, he is an amazing filmmaker. And, you know, and the, the thing that I love the most about Batman and Robin is... How else was George Clooney supposed to produce bat milk? <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't he have a bat credit Thank card that he could have used? Yeah, never leave the cave without it. Yeah. But, you know, how, how else was he supposed to We, we got Robin? to see... Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, he felt so. He'll be here all day. <laughs> I mean, I'll say, I personally enjoy all the cold puns by Mr. Freeze. They're they're great. Nice to see you. Always rentalize your pipes. Freeze well. <laughs> Superman returns. Ah, this and that. <laughs> yes. Uh, I actually think Brandon Routh got a got an unfair shake because yes. he was asked to be the Christopher Reeve Superman. I which think he did a, a fantastic Which he did job a fantastic of. job of doing. He is a great actor. Uh, check him out on Legends of Tomorrow, which is super fun. It is probably my favorite DCCW show. The scene uh, where you see the, the bullet actually smash his eyeball is still one of the coolest yes. th- things they've ever put in a comic That, that is pretty cool. I agree. Um, it's, it's hard to, it's very, very hard to compliment the director and the actor that played Lex Luthor because hmm. of real world things yeah. at yeah. this point. Uh, but I, but I, I, the actor that played Lex Luthor is, no matter what his fault, a brilliant actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he was a good. He Luthor, was a good, yeah. I mean, you know. No, I was excited about the choice when they announced him. Yeah, me him. too. And, uh, mean, yeah. I'm trying to not get buzzed. Well, it's not like he, he was able to do really anything different with it. He was just trying to, you know, it was a continuation of it, part two. It was a love was letter to the two there. Richard Donner films. Yeah. Yes. I mean, without any punches thrown. <laughs> Seriously, watch that movie yeah. again. He doesn't yeah. punch anything. <laughs> I actually really like the set design. Yeah. I thought the look yeah. of the movie was great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it has a timeless design. look to it. Yeah. It, it, well, it, it has a 1976. Or seventy? What year did the original Superman come out? Seventy-eight. Yes, seventy-eight. Yeah, because yeah. it's that design basically. Yeah. It just continued that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I really like the look of the film. Amazing Spider-Man Two. I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, and I like Emma Stone as uh, Gwen Stacy. 
I don't think I don't think either of those movies were bad. I like at Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy. That being said, I haven't seen the second one, so I'm will, going by the first one. I will. I will. I can't. No, I'm going to get buzzed. Um, <laughs> okay, the second Spider-Man movie, Amazing Spider-Man movie, was it had a good movie in there. <laughs> it, it, it just the thing. The thing that I loved about the first Amazing Spider-Man movie was that we saw a lot of things that we'd never seen before on screen, like the lizard. We saw, uh, you know, just the more of the high school Pete that that he was in the comic book for a lot a lot of the time. Um, but in in the second one, we saw a lot of things. God, <laughs> I, I like the first Pass. one fairly unreservedly. <laughs> Buzz me, I'm dead. Uh, it's all good. You got to say something before he buzzed you. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, let it out, let it out, Wally, let it out. There were eight storylines in that movie. <laughs> None of them were resolved. When Aunt May, when Aunt May has her own subplot about becoming a nurse, you've gone too far. <laughs> you are continuing hey. well, the origin well, story in the second movie. Well, well, but wait a minute. We've we've got a we've got the Aunt May subplot in the new movies is that she's a hottie and she's everybody wants to get with her. That's yeah. fine because that's like. Well, she is. It's Marissa yeah, Tomei. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, but that didn't like like take up fifteen minutes of screen time. Uh, hey, Far From Home's not out yet. Well, Far From Home is going to be a different beast altogether. But well, yeah, but that yeah. <laughs> Catwoman. The set design was nice. Ha- Hall- Halle Berry has a great body and looked great in that she costume. She absolutely yes. did, yes. And honestly, I know she had to go through a lot of hard work in order to be able to get that particular role and look that great doing it. And She I'm, still looks amazing, and she's in her 50s. Right. Yeah. I, I, I am jealous of the fact that she does not age. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, she could play Storm at the same age that she was in the 99, I mean the 2000. As long as she doesn't have to deliver any lines about toads and lightning. <laughs> I'm not talking about Catwoman, so uh, I can say uh, that. That line should have been, do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? It croaks. Yes. Well, that was well, not the line. Okay, in, in, in defense, I know we're not defending X-Men, but in defense of that line, because that's one of like the three or four lines that are still in it from the Joss Whedon draft. He has admitted that. Uh-huh. And he, he said that she delivered it wrong because she delivered it, at, in his words, like Desdemona, where it was supposed to be, you know what happens when a toad get hit by, gets hit by lightning? Same thing that happens to everything else. It was supposed to be like an offhand. I like, still don't like it. <laughs> it's, it's at least better that way. That's true. But, yeah. but it croaks. It's not hard. But he, but jo, the other Joss Whedon big line that's still in it is that you're a dick. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I love that. Anything you want to throw out there, Jason? It was a movie. <laughs> Transformers. Well, are we talking about the first one or the entire series? We'll, s- we'll say all of them. I'm, okay, I'm Bumblebee glad. is an amazing movie. But, well, it, we, yeah. but they are now saying, they didn't say it at the time, but they are now saying that's a reboot of the series, so maybe that doesn't count. Yeah. Well, I love the fact, Peter Cullen's always great. Yes. Oh, so yeah. uh, I, I, will, I will defend anything he does forever uh, because that man is a treasure, and he, he is 
performing the hell out of that movie, and I, I, I love him to death. And I don't, I mean, it, the movies aren't terrible. You got, you got John Goodman and uh, Steve Buscemi voicing, tra- voicing Transformers later in the series. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it's a big Lebowski reunion. That's, that's kind of <laughs> well, cool. I enjoyed the first Transformers movie because, I mean, yeah. we waited for so long to see that. The first on, one is on wholly watchable. It's, yeah. it's, it's watchable. wholly watchable. Except for Shia LaBeouf going, no, 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 every five minutes. <laughs> Sorry. And it, uh, it introduced the world to Megan Fox. Yeah. Yes. Who's a very attractive woman. I mean. <laughs> she is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have seen her in things that I've liked her in. Uh, actually, th- uh, this is 40. She's very good, and believe it or not. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah I haven't I, either. That's a, a very good, very strong, very funny movie. Oh. Is that in the hat? <laughs> <laughs> it, actually, it is not. Oh, wow. How did you miss that one? I don't know. I always miss one. Oh, it should be, absolutely. Uh, Daredevil. I assume we're talking the movie and not the Netflix The Ben Affleck series. film, yes. Okay. Uh, my recommendation is get the director's cut. The director's cut is yep. a it's actually a very, very, yeah. very good. Uh, while she is not Greek, I liked Jennifer Garner as Electra. I, I liked think. Affleck, too. I think mm-hmm. Affleck gets a bad rap for that film. He always gets a bad rap for everything he does, and he's always really good to me. And, yeah, and, he does. And I liked The Kingpin. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan. There's definitely a, a good bit of Frank Miller in there, which for yes. Daredevil is a good thing. Yeah. Now, if it was you know My Little Pony, maybe not so much, but uh, for Daredevil... Frank Miller is one of the top people that has ever handled the character. So if you're going to ape Frank Miller to do a Daredevil thing, you're doing all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed uh, Bullseye even. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah. The uh, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. He, he, well, but that's the thing. I, I think he was having a lot of fun. Oh, Colin Farrell was having a blast. The, and, and that's why I loved watching him perform. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not, you know, the... But the, it's, it's what you might imagine. It's but. it's like Keanu and Constantine. Constantine is a good movie and not a good adaptation. Yeah. It, okay. I'll, I'll 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 agree with that. It's Constantine and the Hat. Am I in trouble? It is not. Okay. <laughs> Got all these movies I also missed. Also has Shia LaBeouf in it. Interesting. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Batman oh. v Superman: Dawn of Justice. <laughs> I'm gonna we, say. That was probably the first time we actually got to see Bruce Wayne actually doing detective work, and I like that about that movie. Uh, it is the first live-action, big-screen depiction of Wonder Woman, and I think we can all agree, I know I said it already, Gal Gadot is amazing, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So if nothing, if that movie gave us nothing else, it gave us Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, yeah. so thank goodness for that. It also, you know, it also springboarded her career in general because she has a lot more stuff coming out. Oh, too. yeah. Because she was in the latest Bracket Ralph movie. She was. And mm-hmm. she was great. Fantastic. And, and honestly, probably the best thing in the movie. Uh, Quite possibly. Because uh, the, the first two acts are a mess. Batman v Superman, I mean, there's a lot to love in that movie. Like, I love the end of the movie where Batman, is, the, the warehouse scene, where he's taking out all of the bad guys. And there's a point where... Uh, the guy's like, if you if you step one foot closer, I'm gonna torture. You know, uh, he, he's got like a, a flamethrower pointed at you know Superman's mom, and he's he's look. <laughs> Your mom's named Martha too. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Calm down. I didn't say that was a bad <laughs> no, thing. No, no. I just said it Who was calls their mom by their first name? 
You gotta save Martha. Yeah, why didn't he say, save my mom? Or something like that. But then they couldn't, they wouldn't have been super besties. Yeah. The That's friendship wouldn't have been sparked had that happened. The script said so. <laughs> save Martha. Who, Stuart? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, I'm sorry. I'm going to get buzzed, but I gotta, we, since we've now talked about both uh, Man of Steel and uh, Dawn of Justice, I can't leave it alone anymore. And it's, uh, it's, it's poor Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> as, as a as a twenty year recovering journalist, the journalism in those movies is just absolutely horrible. Stringers are freelancers; they're not brought around the building and taken on tour. Editors don't make up headlines in the middle of the newsroom. Uh, you don't have an editor just say, "Hey, Kent, you're on sports today. We're taking you off your regular beat, and you're gonna." That that is incredibly strange for something like Especially that to happen. Especially when when so the go ahead and hit me, but the journalism uh, drives me insane. Yeah, I mean, he, he he had no inkling as to whether or not he even knew anything about sports. So it's like, <laughs> what what credentials does he have? If if you assume the, the only here's my no prize explanation for that. If you assume that it's the Smallville. Uh, that that Henry Cavill is the Smallville Superman, that he's the Tom Welling Superman, yeah. then he at some point played football. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Spider-Man 3. Uh, there is a great, uh, a great Sandman movie in there. I agree. Yes. yes. Thomas Hayden Church is really, really good in everything he does. I think he made a great Sandman. Just yeah, the the way and, and even though the character is a little bit of a departure from the depiction in comics, the pathos of that character was great. See, I'm an unabashed Sam Raimi fan. The, the the look and the visuals of the film are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we got a good close to Franco's arc, uh, and well, I think I'm done. <laughs> I mean, with, with going back to Sandman, it, it's I, I kind of wonder. What I, I hate the fact that you don't see Thomas Hayden Church in a lot of stuff anymore, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, because his performance was that is a damn shame. Is what that is. It really is because he's he was very emotional in the silly superhero movie. Yeah. It, it's I I hate that it kind of killed him. <laughs> you know? Well, I, he it, was in a complete is, different movie than they were. This this is a statement and not necessarily a criticism. I think that that film may have derailed his career. And it may have derailed Topher Grace's career in a way that he's only just starting to recover from. Uh, he's absolutely incredible in Black Klansman, uh, which is may win an Oscar tonight. Uh, he won't, but the the film. May. Yeah, Topher was okay in the movie too. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't what I picture when I think of Eddie Brock. But like you said, you know, uh, it's not a great adaptation. But, but, but neither is Tom Hardy, to be completely honest. The, no, well, the, is no. Uh, is Venom in the hat? No. Okay. Venom is the worst movie I've seen in like, uh, well, it was the worst movie I'd seen until this year in about four years. Now there's like three or four that are worse than that. But wow. Venom, Venom was terrible. Just terrible. I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> who, would you, who would you have as Eddie Brock? I don't know because I like Tom Hardy generally in just about everything, but everything about that movie is wrong. Everything like the lighting is wrong. The 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 the, the direction is wrong. The everything. I have very little positive to say about that film. Well, that's a but and luckily I'm not getting buzzed for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we've got time for one more. This is widely regarded as one of, if not the worst superhero film ever made. Superman 4: The Quest for Peace. 
I thought you were going to say steel. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Oh, that would have been Superman related too. You know what's great about that movie is it makes a great drinking game movie because whenever you see really bad special effects, you have to take a drink. Like there's a part, if you watch it in HD, there's a part when they're fighting on the moon, you can actually see the folds in the black curtains behind them and you can see the wires that they're hooked up to. I'm like, wow. They just did not care at one point. Yeah. So, so take a drink. Positive, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty much the end of Canon Films. Yeah. Uh, which some people might consider to be a good thing. I, there's actually a lot of beloved memories of Canon Films. If you get a Cyborg. chance to see, if you get a chance to see the uh, the documentary, the documentary uh, called Electric Boogaloo, which in fact the guys from Breaking, which was a Canon film, are here at the at the con. Uh, check out that documentary. It's on Netflix. It's worth seeing. Um, the other interesting thing I'll point out about that movie is it featured John Cryer as Lenny Luthor. Yeah. Yep. And he is about to debut on Supergirl as Lex Luthor. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Full so, yeah. yeah. And honestly, I really liked Lenny Luthor. But uh, it, it, I think... Whoa, super dude. The, that movie had one of the most... Isn't that the one... And, and I may be misremembering, but isn't that the one where, where one of the henchmen, women were turned into like a robot. No, suit. that was part three. With yeah, that was part three. That was three with Richard Thorne. Never mind. Pass. Yeah. No, the Superman nice. four was the one with uh, with, with nuclear, nuclear man. man. I knew that. And the build, rebuild the Great Wall of China vision. And oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, I mean, I'm trying to think of something positive to say about this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's worth watching because you could tell that everybody was just basically just sick and tired of Superman, <laughs> including Superman. <laughs> and you, they, but they got Gene Hackman to come back. Yeah. But, you so know, that's positive. Th this, because of how far out he was from his Oscar nomination. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was still a great, it was still a great movie to watch. I was what, like six when it came out and I watched it in a the theater. It was, <laughs> Better than Tower of the Duck. So there. Better than Howard the Duck. Put that on the poster. <laughs> that should have been the slogan. Better than Howard the Duck. I loved it. It was better than the cats. I want to see it again and again and again. <laughs> I'll say as a positive, it gave those who work in the film industry paying a work yes. a job. So on that note, we're out of time. Thank you all very much for joining us for Defending Bad Movies. And enjoy the rest of Pensacon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks again to Jason, Wally, and Julio for taking the time to be a part of that really fun, really entertaining panel. I had so much fun being a part of it. I hope it becomes a yearly thing at Pensacon, and I get the chance to host it next year as well. And would you guys like to hear more panels from other conventions on this podcast? You know, it's something that I'm definitely up for doing as long as it stays in the realm of movies, you know, movie discussion or the filmmaking process, whatever the case may be. You know, if you'd like to hear more of these, uh, I'd love the opportunity to do so. So just let me know on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast. But next week, we're going to shift our focus back to the art of composing for film with Mr. A.J. Caruso, who also composed the score for Servi, which I ran sound for a couple of years ago. Fantastic guy, really fun chat. Be sure to come back next week. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search for the Derek Diamond Experience. Don't forget to leave a review 
Um, if you leave reviews, it helps me become more visible to the podcasting public, which will increase exposure for the show. And as always, thank you to my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers, for providing the theme music for the podcast. Their songs Late Night Drive Through and Light and Jazzy can be found on their latest album, Greetings from the Space Fan, which is available on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Play. And I think that's going to wrap things up. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you once again to Jason, Wally, and Julio for taking part in the panel. And be sure to come back next week with special guest film composer, Mr. A.J. Caruso. Caruso.